In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to have all the kids come up front. I need some help. I got some stuff I want to show you. First thing I want to do is I want to go through that story that Naila read for just a minute. That was a great job. Hopefully I can pronounce the names as good as Naila. So um, Pastor Sid would just come up for a minute and stand right up here. Um, Samuel was one of God's messengers, and God had discovered that King Saul had betrayed him. So God told Samuel to go find another king. And so Samuel was supposed to go talk to Jesse, because Jesse had a lot of sons. And God said, one of those sons is going to be the next king. So Samuel went and called up Jesse's first son. And he looked at him and, do you think he looks like a king? What do you think, guys? Huh? They're, they're a little ambivalent, but, you know, not bad. He's a, he's a tall, kind of good-looking guy. He'd make a nice-looking king. What do you think? <laughs> but, and Samuel says, well, God, here's one right here. What do you think? And, and uh, God said, no, not the one. Go away. So he brings up the second son. He's not bad looking either. You know, big guy, hefty guy, probably help out the kingdom. And so Samuel says to God, what about this guy? And God says, nah, not him. Go away. And he does this seven times. And finally, Samuel went to Jesse, the father of these boys, and said, do you have any more sons? You sure? Oh, there's one, the young guy, but he's out with the sheep. You, you. Well, bring him to me. All right, all right. So he goes away, and he brings in a young guy. Preston, can you just stand up here for just a second? Just a second, right up here. Right up on there. And here's the young guy who's tending the sheep. And God says, this is the one I want to be king. Whoa, not the big older brothers but the youngest of the seven kids, the one who was out tending the sheep. So Samuel puts his head on David's head, or puts his hand on David's head and anoints him king. And what God says to Samuel is that, do not look at the appearance or the height, because, I, because that's not how God sees. God looks at what's in the heart, inside the heart. Thank you for that. You can sit down. So God just doesn't look at the outside of us. Like God isn't just looking at you and saying, you have on purple tights. And God isn't looking at you and saying, you've got on a white sweater and you have on a white sweater and you have on a purple tie and you have on a red, blue, red white, and blue shirt. God's looking underneath at what's on our hearts. And do you think that there's stuff on our hearts in our hearts? It's kind of like the feelings that we have. So there's a lot going on below the surface. So just as an example, what is this, Robert? It's an ocean. So what do you see? What do you see right in this particular picture, Max? You just see water, right? You think there's anything going on underneath the water? Now you yes. There's all kinds of things going on underneath the water, right? I know, this is my drawing. I... The things we do that you don't think you're going to do when you become a priest. But 
So, so there's all kinds of fish and life under the water, but we don't see it, but we know that it's under there, and there's a lot going on. Well, that's true in our spiritual lives, that there's a lot going on, but it's happening inside, inside of our hearts. And so sometimes we can be blind to what's going on. And Sid just read this big, long story about a blind man who Jesus helped the blind man to see. And does anyone remember how he did that? How did Jesus, what did he do? Yes. He's, exactly right. He spat on the ground, he rubbed, he made some clay and mud and put it on the man's eyes, and then he told him to go wash it in a, in a pool. Now that seems kind of strange to put mud in somebody's eyes to help them see, right? But sometimes I, I think that there's a message there for us that sometimes we do go around with mud on our eyes and we can't see. And it's not until we're washed that we can see. And, and where we're washed is in baptism and what baptism does is open up our eyes and lets us see. So guess what? I brought in some mud. You guys, come on up here. Yeah, you can come. There's a, oh, geez. There's a fly in the water. Fly in the water. Okay. I didn't invite him. He's not part of the thing. But why don't you guys come around on this side so that the people out there can see, okay? So come, come right around. I'm not going to put mud on my eyes, no. I thought I'd just do it for one of you. Ooh. <laughs> No, okay. Let's move, move around, move around right behind. Come, come right next to me. Come right next to me. Here, here, Dakota, right here. Come gather around, okay? Can everyone see? All right, so this mud, can you see the mud? This mud is like us. So we're kind of, we have this outside appearance, but just like in the ocean, there's a lot going on underneath, and that's kind of where God speaks to us. So sometimes we have to kind of get down in the mud, this is what we do when we pray, and see what we can find. You like worms? Really? Oh, what do you, what, what do you think this is? What do, what do you think it is, Max? You're not supposed to guess that, but you're absolutely right. Okay, then. It's a labyrinth. See? This is a... Uh, so now we're going to wash it so we can see it better because it's not quite clear what it is, right? So we're going to put it in the pool and wash it off. And what it is, it, it, he's, he's right, it's a labyrinth. And what this is, it's a way if you take a, a stick, you trace. And it's kind of symbolizes a journey down deep inside of ourselves. And then we get to the center and we open ourselves up to God, and then we, we come out of ourselves. And that kind of symbolizes what it's like to go down and pray within us. Very good, Max. It's called a labyrinth. You knew exactly what that was. Let's see what else we can find in this mud. Ooh. Yeah, it's kind of ooh. Let's see. I, yeah, that's all right. I knew I was going to have to wash this, so we're, we're good. Oh, I found something. I think so. I think I found something. Oh, I guess I that's... Do you see something? I see a lot of things. Oh! I thought I heard something. Look at this. Worms. Whoa. I wish. What do you think this is? A tree. Can't quite see it, right? Can't quite see it until we wash it off. 
This is what happens in baptism, is that we free ourselves to see what's underneath. What is that? It's an angel. And it's got a bell because angels are messengers from God. And sometimes we're blind to see the people who come into our lives that are really messengers from God, the people who come, let's move, move around a little bit, people who come and they comfort us and they, they tell us encouraging things and the people who come in our lives are angels from God, but sometimes we can't quite see that they're angels from God until we have, take some time to think and reflect who's been in our life lately that's given us a message from God. But sometimes we're blind to that, so we have to take it out of the mud of what we're doing. And, and um, oh, I would let one of you do this, but I think, you know. Can I? Can I? Uh, I that's all right, because, all right, I, I think I have found one. Whoop. Wow. What do you think that is? Anyone know? A compass. It looks like a compass. No, let's, let's see. Oh, you know what this is? This is a pin, and it says, God's beloved. So deep down, all of us know, or we should know, that we're God's beloved, but that gets covered up with mud. Sometimes the mud are people teasing us. Sometimes the mud comes from uh, feeling bad about something we've done, but we are God's beloved, and that's inside of us, and that will never go away. It's like the light I was talking about the last time, right? We're God's beloved, and no matter what, God will always love us, no matter what. So that's in you, and this is a symbol of what's in you, that you are God's beloved. Now there's one more thing in there. Yeah. You want to get it? No, I called it. I think Nayila called it. What is it? A cross. It's a good job, man. It looks like an arrow, but it is a cross. Isn't that pretty? That's right. <laughs> you can't get anything by these children. I tell you, it says Mexico. It is made in Mexico. It's a, be it's a, it's a beautiful cross. And what is the cross? What does the cross symbolize? There's one word I'm looking for. It begins with L, ends with E, and has two letters in between. Yes, Carrie. Love. That's right. Hi. So it, 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 it's dying, right, but Jesus died on the cross because Jesus loved the world so much that there really was no other option for Jesus. He, he didn't want to hurt anybody, so he went to his death because he loved everybody without exception. And that love of God is within all of you, but sometimes we can't see it because it gets covered with the mud of our lives. And some of the mud that happens are people arguing. So did you hear that long story that Pastor Sid read after the blind man was able to see? There were all these people arguing about it. They were arguing about, well, he did it on the Sabbath, or, well, he, he's a sinner and he shouldn't be able to cure people, and, well, maybe he's not the Son of God, or maybe he's not who he thinks he is. And those people who were arguing totally couldn't see the love that comes from Jesus. That's what mud is, is when we argue or get distracted or we allow other people to say things to us that doesn't help us understand that we're all beloved children of God. Everybody's a beloved child of God. So don't let the mud get in the way. You have received the waters of baptism, all of you, 
and that can always take the mud away so that you can see that you are truly beloved. Okay? Amen. So what are we? Beloved children of God. Let's say that all together. We are beloved children of God. All right, let's say it together. We are beloved children of God. All right, let's get the congregation involved, okay? We are beloved children of God. Let's say it like we mean it. We are beloved children of God. Yes! All right, amen. So if you guys want to go back, Pastor Sid and I are going to move this table. Well, it's kind of heavy, so Pastor Sid and I are going to move the table, and what we're going to ask the congregation to do is, those of you who have been able to bring in food for the Fat Tummy Ministry, to uh, bring it forward at this time. A fat tummies. I always say that, full tummies. <laughs>